Last night, I watched the movie, The Sound of Freedom. Over the last few weeks, I've seen a number of reviews on the movie, some of them positive and many of them negative, calling the movie, for example, anti-Semitic, a QAnon conspiracy theory, a movie for white, <laughs> movie for right-wing extremists, a movie that's, that does more harm than good, a movie that harms children, a movie that falsely portrays child trafficking, and many, many more. I've seen a number of commentaries about how the movie is not nearly as successful as it has claimed to be, and that people have purchased tickets to inflate the viewership, but that actually people are not attending the theaters. I don't know about that last one. But what I can say is that I did watch the movie last night. I went into it wondering how many of these criticisms were true. The topic is actually quite near and dear to me personally for a number of reasons. When I was in junior high school, I had a close friend, beautiful, beautiful girl. She was a grade older than me. I was in seventh grade. She was in eighth grade. And we sat next to each other in math class and we became friends. And she was dating an older boy. She said he was 17 or 18. Now, mind you, at this point, she's third, uh, second grade of junior high school. So we're talking 14, 15 years old. And dating a, a, an older boy. And she said she, that they loved each other and wanted to get married, which was opposed by their parents, of course. And so that he was going to, they were going to elope and move to some place that was going to allow them to get married at her young age. I don't remember where she was planning on moving. A few months later, she disappeared, and I never heard from her again. Looking back on it as an adult, I can't but help to think that she had been groomed, and that she had been lied to, and that she had been taken into sex slavery. The reason for this is being reason for this being is that is a common strategy for young men to be employed, adult young men to be, to be employed, who happen to look quite young, uh, to seduce young girls, exactly as the girl I'm talking about, my friend. So you might have a a man who's 25, 24, 23, 22, who happens to look like 16 or 17 and plays that role. This wasn't a boy at our school. Nobody knew who he was. No one knew how she met him. Chances are very high that she had been duped, moved to a city and separated from everyone she knew, threatened that if she were to call home, they would kill her family. This is usually how it works. I know nothing about what happened to her after that. I didn't, as a child, I, I believed her story. As many children do, we take things at face value. This is commonly how sex trafficking works in the United States. I have no way of knowing if she actually was abducted. 
And I also have no way of knowing what her experience was as I've not heard from her since. And unfortunately I can no longer remember her name. I've always had a terrible name, memory for names. And we only knew each other for about a year. Unfortunately, I can no longer remember. When I moved back to America, I began teaching the martial arts and meditation in a town called Ashland near where I live in Southern Oregon. The person who ran that studio was putting on a yearly money raising or fundraising event. The funds were to educate and help prevent child trafficking, sex trafficking. And she invited me there to lead meditations. There was a, an event where people funded and donated and when we would um, have various yoga teachers come and teach yoga and uh, I would come and teach meditation there. I did that for three years until I became, started to become quite sick and, and no longer felt I could teach. I never felt that the event that we did, although I'm sure it was impactful, I never felt that it reached its full potential. That the way it was being done would maximize the message and get the the education out to the broader audience. Not because of the failings of the leadership. I think it's just difficult to find the right, right way to present a message that will give it broad, popular accessibility. Largely, it was just people in the yoga community, people in the health community, that were coming to, to that event and donating to that event. And it's maybe a little bit narrow. I believe they, over the period of years, raised maybe several hundred thousand dollars of funds, which surely helped in some ways. But I feel, after watching the movie last night, The Sound of Freedom, that that movie has made an incredible impact. I don't believe that the way the movie portrays sex trafficking is the way that it always happens. It's portraying sex trafficking as, as it takes place in South and Central America primarily. It's portraying pedophilia um, as people in America typically are traveling to Central and South America to purchase the services of such children. Now, it's fair to say that sex trafficking is not just a child sex trafficking thing, it's adults too. About 50% are children. But a lot of the criticism is about the way it falsely portrays, the way the movie falsely portrays the way sex trafficking takes place. Let's just understand that the way it would take place in America may be very different from the way it would take place in Mexico, Central America, and South America. And so many of the criticisms about self-trafficking are coming from an American-centric point of view. There are many ways to skin a cat, so to speak, and many strategies in which sex traffickers seize their children. Now, it's also fair to say that the movie is not a documentary. It's an action movie. And I've never seen such criticism of an action movie before because of inaccuracies. I find 
the, the criticism very, very strange. I also find it strange that, that the movie was originally purchased or produced by a Fox subsidiary and then bought up uh, when, when that subsidiary was purchased by Disney, it was shelved, the movie was shelved by Disney. Five years ago, this movie had been produced and was ready to be screened, but it had been shelved. If you watch the movie, you will be hard pressed to deny its incredible rele relevance and necessity in our modern society. And the idea that anybody would shelve this movie for money or shelve this movie for some other criticisms like not perfect accuracy is bizarre. And the many criticisms that have shown up online about the movie seem trivial, petty, and out of touch. Some of the criticisms are about its Christian leanings. Well, it is based on Tim Ballard a man who worked for the Homeland Security who did go on these missions and did save these hundreds of children and young adults from sex slavery. And he was Christian. And it was his feeling that God was directing him to, to save these children that led to the liberation of hundreds of children and young adults. Why do we care if it was a Christian feeling that led him to do that? That we would even bring that up, that we would care that that would make us not want to watch the movie is, to me, bizarre. Because the movie can educate you about children. The important point is the children. The important point is the young adults who have been trapped were being raped multiple times a day from age four on up for years. That the hero of the story is Christian, that that matters to anybody relative to the content, relative to the actual message is astonishing to me. That the story, that a movie is not perfectly in line with the actual happenings is astonishing to me. How many other movies receive such criticism? That the movie theaters largely were unwilling to take this movie on. It is incredibly well produced, incredibly well acted, incredibly heartfelt. And the one of the concerns I had going in, going to watch this movie, was that it would be too graphic. I, I, I did not want to have to see children suffering at such a high level. I was a junior high school teacher. I loved my children as if my, my school children in, in, in middle school in Japan, taught in middle school for I don't know how many years, more than 10 years as if they were my own children. And the idea that they might be accosted and taken into sex trafficking is horrific to me. And I, I can think of several that that may have happened to who disappeared. 
they were problem children in that they were they had very difficult families. They were going under a lot of abuse. They became quite rebellious. And they began selling themselves to adults in a nearby town after school. It was something that I found out about after the children disappeared from other children. So this story to me personally was very impactful. I've been involved, I've been in touch with the sex trafficking problem when I was in middle school. Later, to support the education to stop sex trafficking. And also, as a middle school teacher, several of my students disappeared. Maybe this is what happened to them. And so, the idea that the movie would be criticized as a right-wing conspiracy theories, QAnon theory, there's nothing in this movie about politics. There's, there's, no, there's nothing about politics in this movie. It doesn't talk about Hollywood. It doesn't talk about Democrats. It doesn't talk about Pizzagate. It, doesn't, it, it is literally the experience of one man setting up a network of others to support some missions into South America to free children of sex slavery, children trapped in sex slavery. That's what it is, and it is an action movie. And it is done in such a way that the feeling of the horror, the feeling, the emotionality of a parent losing their child in this way, the emotionality of the Department of Homeland Security agents that are experiencing the pedophilia and arresting pedophiles not able to find the children, the horror of the experience of the children themselves is handled so well that you don't, you don't directly see the rapes, you don't directly see the damage, you don't, but the meaning comes through, it hits. It is done delicately and respectfully. It, even in relation, even in relation to the pedophiles in the movie, they're not denigrated to the extent that you would expect they would be denigrated in the movie. The interactions with the pedophiles are not about morally judging them. It's about the actual experience of trying to get them to share information, which means, of course, falsely befriending them. And seeing the look in the actors' faces as they're talking with these pedophiles, as if they themselves are a pedophile, looking for their hit, and hearing the psychopathic responses, the vampiric responses, of the pedophiles and how they go about their business at the same time trying to hide the fact that they're disgusted is brilliant. It's done brilliantly. They portrayed that dynamic so, so well. If you want to get a window into the sex trafficking that's going on, and it is going on, it is modern slavery. We tend to have this idea 
in America and maybe Europe and the Western world that slavery is a thing of the past, but it never has been. It's never gone away. Even now, there is slavery, regular old labor-based slavery going on in the Middle East, going on in Africa. It's probably going on on small scale all around the world, but on large scales in the Middle East and Africa. And of course, sex slavery, which has nothing to do with race, is going on on a massive scale all around the world. And we've turned a blind eye to it. Maybe because it's not about race. The question is, is it fair to pan this movie because it didn't go through the proper channels? One of the criticisms, one of the speculations of why it's received the negative critical review that it has is because it didn't go through Hollywood. It didn't go through the main theaters. It's been an independent. Well, what's more important, the money or the children? Ask yourself, what's more important, the money or the children? Anybody who pan this movie because it didn't go through their industry, their minds are twisted. That's a sociopathic mind. Whether it came through your industry or not, watch it. Feel it. Learn something. Don't try to prevent the rest of the world from watching it. There's nothing to do with QAnon that you might be a reporter for Slate Rolling Stone and equate it to QAnon because some actor made a tweet about QAnon a number of years ago? Who cares? There's nothing like that in the actual movie. Who cares that you would throw away the education, the, the warning to society about sex trafficking that's going on right now and that is present in the movie, that is depicted in the movie, that you would just throw that away out of some political bias is astonishing and may indicate that those particular outlets are hiding something. Maybe they don't want us to watch this movie. The response from many of the people in Hollywood, many of the people in media towards this movie, the negative response, tying it to QAnon, only raises alarm bells about those industries. Are they involved in sex trafficking? All we have to do is look back to the Me Too movement. Think about Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein directed some of the greatest movies of our times. Sorry, not directed, but produced. Harvey Weinstein owned Miramax, and Miramax produced some of the greatest movies of all time. My favorites being the Lord of the Rings series. We're not for Harvey Weinstein. Most of the people we know of as famous directors and actors, we wouldn't know now. Is he beyond sex trafficking? Is Hollywood, who protected that individual for decades and others like him for decades, are they beyond sex trafficking? Seeing their response to this movie makes you wonder. Seeing some of the largely, strangely, Democrat Party-based responses to this movie and many other recent revelations 
about overreaches of government, about terrible crimes that are going on. It really makes you wonder what has happened to this party. This is not the party of John F. Kennedy. This is what has happened to this party. I'm not seeing the resistance from the right to this information. I, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, to me, is irrelevant. Your politics is irrelevant. Your children matter. Your children matter. And understanding, getting a sense of what's going on. The actual slave industry in this world right here, right now, that may be happening at your children's school, as it may have happened at my school when I was a child, that may be happening in your neighborhood, a danger that may apply to your children. To turn a blind eye to this movie may seem strange. It seems strange to me. may not be wise. Forget all of the judgments against the movie that it's a QAnon conspiracy theory, that it's something of white, white, right-wing extremists. Set that it's just it's nothing. There's nothing about the movie that has anything to do with that. The only thing that indicates that at all is the response from some of the more extreme areas of the left. Regardless of how you feel on this topic, I'd love to hear your opinion. I've shared with you mine. I think it's a, a great movie. I think it will wake you up to sex trafficking in ways that. I believe many of the um, charitable groups around that have been raising funds have not been able to do. So I, I know bravo, bravo to the actors and directors of The Sound of Freedom, the producers. It's incredible. The artists, the writers, it, it's incredible. No, it's not perfectly accurate, but what movie is, it doesn't, label itself as being a documentary. It's unfair to hold it to the standards of a documentary. All right, and with that, let's, let's meditate together for a few minutes. Then close the eyes, open the heart, just open the heart as wide as you can. Imagine the universe is just one unified field filled with love. And imagine that love touching every child, protecting every child, creating an opportunity to bring those children who are not in a safe position back into safety, to bring them home. That love inspiring people to educate themselves on slavery, on sex slavery, on pedophilia, on the callousness of the modern world, the insensitivity, the false compassion, opening it up, pulling away the blinders, inspiring us to take action where action is necessary, where action would be helpful but action that's effective 
not action born of malice, not revenge. Open your heart. Thank you so much. If you'd like to practice meditation more, you'd like to become more grounded, more open, more loving through the practice of meditation. If you find this practice helpful, visit richardlhate.com. I have plenty of free meditations there available for you. A training system that will help you to become ever more grounded, open, full, and capable, practical in your daily life. I hope to see you there.